0: Hey, Amber here, MLM strategist who has worked with thousands of network marketers and top income earners in your industry to help brand them, systemize them, and grow their downline on a global level. Founder and CEO behind the Pinkfall and Mo Excuses, and your host of Behind Her Boom podcast, providing you with proven, simple, and actionable steps to build your authority and your brand so you can stand out from those sideline sisters. Inspiring you to think big and grow to seven figures and beyond. Let's go. Hey, everybody, this is Amber, your host of Behind Her Boom podcast. And I have an amazing leader in the industry on here with us. Her name is Kirsten, coming all the way from a very small town in Ontario, Canada. We actually Googled this. Her population is like 11,000 people, right?
1: It is, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so when we say small town, it is a small, small town. But we want to have a chat with her today because she is a leader. She was a director in her network marketing position, a founder. She's got her shares. You've joined the motor club. So you're driving that big free ride. Um, you've earned 10 trips on your way to the 11th trip. Is that right? That's and right. This, okay. She did this in a very short period of time. She's got a combination of clients and team members of almost 2000. And on top of that, getting into this and where it all started, she's a single mom working not two, but three jobs. Then you were selling bath bombs on Etsy. She was making baby blankets, what, I don't, where did you even find the time? Because you were in network marketing at the time, working weekends and, and doing parties and things like that, and kind of fell in love with this product line and made the shift,
1: right? Absolutely. Well, I, I've always been a hustler. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, you know, lo- Life is expensive. So yeah, I just always loved to work. I've always had a really strong work ethic. So at the time I was working for the school board full time, then I was doing respite shifts as well for families that needed a break. Uh, you know, with family members that needed to kind of get out in the community, whether it was swimming, bowling, things like that. And then I was serving right up until three weeks before my due date, and uh, then everything kind of stopped. And I shifted everything with my life through a box of shampoo, literally. That crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, sixty to seventy-hour work weeks, and being so used to the grind and having no spare time, but lots of cash flow. Um, I was really nervous about, you know, feeling isolated, not having a social life, having a brand new baby, how am I going to pay my bills. So I thought I'd give something new a try because I love the products. And here I am three years later, this is my three year anniversary month, three,
0: three years. So you hit a director's level, which is near the very top of the compensation plan in your company in right. less than three years. I mean, I tell people to stay consistent and to build a sustainable business and network marketing, look at it as a three to five year plan. I mean, nobody you know jumps into a company and becomes a CEO in 12 months. So working your way up, but in less than three years to have that much success in this business and mm-hmm. being from that little town and you didn't even have Instagram at the time. I mean, these are no. key points here. No yeah. social media, she's not coming from some big, crazy city. How did you do, and you're a new mom. So, so let's actually, let's ask you this. If you were talking to a brand new mom, I mean, I remember being a new mom thinking I'm going to do all kinds of things, but it's overwhelming and you're sleep deprived and you feel like shit and you kind of look like shit. And like, how do you put yourself out there and getting into a brand new business and just going for it? What would you tell a new mom? You know, is this the
1: right thing to do? I mean, this is a, this, this, Okay. Network marketing or social selling, as I like to call it, is a ticket to any avenue that you want to visit, in my opinion, right? So for me, and by the way, I hit director at my one year mark, right? So I was two from the top, yeah, two from the the very top of the comp plan at the one year mark. Uh, And it was honestly just, I let go. I stepped out of my comfort zone. I was, you know, I, I went in with the assumption that every single person I knew whether it was acquaintance, a neighbor, their sister, a dog, whatever, wanted to try these products because I know they work. I know right. they're fantastic. I'd used them for three years before I ever hopped on board. Uh, and I stopped caring what anybody thought, you know, or what they were going to say, if they were going to, you know, roll their eyes like I used to at network marketing. Right. I just stopped caring I, I was genuine, raw, real with myself and very passionate. I love this business. I love this opportunity. You know me, you know this. Yeah. And so the second that I just put myself out there, everything boomed, everything blew up because it, I was I'm me. I've met a lot of people, you know, throughout my life, women, especially with all the jobs that I've had. And I think I've just already had that ability to gain people's trust because I'm a straight shooter. right? Right. I say it how it is. I would never stand behind something I didn't believe in. And people who know me know that to be true. Right. So, yeah. you not,
0: you're not having, you know, having a baby and then waiting, waiting till, you know, you've dropped the postpartum weight or waiting till the baby's this age or, you know, making all these different excuses before you launch your business, you know, in the, in the perfect world. So I think a lot of people do that. And especially on social media in general, it could be a catty, you know, very overwhelming and uh, and scary place to be, especially if you're new at it. And then mm-hmm. you're always worrying about what that person's going to say, or are they going to befriend me? Are they going to ghost me? But once you stop giving a shit, it's like, you know, then you can just really sky's the
1: limit. And that's well, and at one, you know, at some point you realize that if this, if this, whatever it is that you're happy doing, if you're passionate about it and you love it, and somebody has a problem with that, do you really want them in your circle? This is a lesson that I've learned and it's been a tough one for the last three years. Um, But now I feel free. I feel like It's okay to outgrow people. It's okay to create boundaries for yourself. And um, running joke, I actually signed a market partner when I was in labor. If you treat this like a business, it's going to be a business. If you treat it like a hobby, it's going to be a hobby. But it's an incredible opportunity for a new mom, especially. I mean, that resonates with me because that's my story. Uh, And I didn't want to have to send my daughter to daycare full time. And I dreaded going back to work. And I thought, you know what, this is it. If I put my nose to the ground, every time she's napping, every time she's in an exos saucer, every time somebody's here to watch her, mm-hmm. am I going to catch up on sleep? Am I going to shower? No, I didn't. I was working and asked me if I regret it. You know, the answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've provided a whole different life for her than what you would have had three years ago working on your job. She would have been, you know, full long days of daycare and things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think you've done absolutely incredible for yourself, which is, and I knew that story, which is why I wanted to get on here and just share it with so many people because they too need to know. I think a lot of people want to join in that network marketing space. So they go and they watch, these these leaders or these big influencers and doing their you know their fancy tutorials, everything is to the point and they've got everything on par. And then they look and say, I can't do that. I right. don't have the following. I, I don't have that you know beautiful hair. I can't do my makeup. Like, and they just shut it down when in fact the average person, this is the opportunity for that average person. And I bet your circle of friends is a hell of a lot different or slightly than what it was three years ago. Is that absolutely. right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the majority of my team is. We're all small town gals, right? Like the name of our team is small town pistols for a reason. Um, But we all have that in common. We're not, we're not looking at teams in Miami. We're not looking at teams, you know, in the States or big cities like Toronto, because we don't resonate with that. Sure. You know, we'd love to have you, but we're all small town girls with big dreams. I mean, I didn't used to make reels. I try to avoid making them still. Um, I'm not always consistent with social media. Like I'm actually better networking in person right? Hmm. So that's how I created my business. Facebook to me is now, you know, dead in my opinion. That's how I started my business in one private Facebook group. And the thing about social selling is it's always evolving. It's always moving. Algorithms are changing and you just adapt how you want to, to work your business when and how you want to, right. You just have to be consistent. In my opinion, that is the key to success in any social selling industry, Consumable products is important too, in my opinion as well, but being consistent, expecting the peaks and valleys, not tossing in the towel when times get tough, because if it was this easy, everybody would be doing it, but you have to want it and you have to commit.
0: And yeah, and everybody would be at the top and everybody would be, you know, retiring from their day jobs and whatnot. And getting into that a little bit deeper, you've had that success, but it hasn't always been at that top, at that level, you've had your valleys and peaks and are you at a peak right now or where are you right now in your business?
1: So right now we're coming out of a valley for sure. Right. In Canada, mm-hmm. we just went through two years of, uh, extreme lockdowns. Ex- you know, extreme control in my opinion. Right. Um, you know, things were closed, certain people aren't welcome in certain places, whatever that may be. And it was tough for the team because, there are so many of us earning the trips, earning th- the things, the cars, the whatever. Uh, and it's hard for your heart when you work so hard. And yes, they've you know mostly been paid out or postponed, but it's hard to keep your eye on the prize when there's really no end in sight. So now we're coming out of the COVID cave, right? We can right. do things again, we can network, we can do our own team events, which we do very often, uh, wine and wash parties. Just all of these opportunities are now coming back And, and everyone's getting their spark back. It's been tough to, to not see your friends or to lose friends or to lose some family during this time. So that was a, I mean, it was a peak at the beginning. It kind of, you know, bumped our team into overdrive and then everything, you know, got sad. Like the rest of us did. It was a tough two years. And I think everyone would agree. It was like a blip in time. Like, I don't even know where it went. Yeah. Uh, and now things are taking off again. Momentum is coming back. We're going on the trips. We're earning the incentives and seeing it come to life. And that is just so special. And it's just, yeah, it's bringing that momentum back. I'm so excited about it. Right. Cause you've got a trip coming up and you you're qualifying for Bahamas. Is it Bahamas. Yeah. I'm going to finish Bahamas this month. That's going to be this fall. I really do hope to go. Uh, And then, yeah, I leave for Miami in two weeks. And this is a really special one for me because I get to see the warehouse. I get to, you know, go down right to corporate office. This isn't a vacation. It's, it's more business. So I haven't been on one of these trips before. It's a brand new leadership 500 trip and I'm super stoked about it. Yeah.
0: Ooh, that's amazing. Okay. I I want to ask you a question that I'm sure a lot of people might resonate with, and I want to play like a a bit of a scenario. Okay. okay. So let's say somebody's really looking to join their network marketing space. They've already decided on the company and they've get two different choices. Who would you join? A, your bestie messages you and says, I joined this network marketing business. You've got to come in and she's been chatting with you. And this is your bestie. Like maybe it's somebody that you went to school with. You've got a really good relationship with. But is she in it? This is her side gig. You know, it's her side hustle. Maybe she's brand new to it, but she is your bestie. You have that trust with her. So do you support her business or you have this top leader in that same business DMs you? You don't know her, but you know she's crushing it. She mentors, she coaches, she's consistent. She has all those things to bring you up and build you a sustainable business. Who do you go
1: with? That is a really tough question. The thing about top leaders, uh, they can be spread very thin, right? Um, you know, do I think that they would value somebody brand new as much as your friend might not necessarily, but it is also very tough to mix business with pleasure and it can go one of two ways. Right. So I have a lot of my best friends on my team. Uh, we've been running together for three years, uh, or close to, I couldn't imagine working without them but the difference between myself and maybe a friend that somebody's looking into is that right from the get go I knew this was for me I knew where I was going to take it I knew how committed I was and I was I was very honest about that so you know I guess I would, I would be tempted to go with a friend because that's what my heart would tell me, but a business brain will tell you to go with somebody that you admire, that you watch, that, you know, you want to duplicate that you, that you look up to, you know? So I guess it would come down to the level of commitment from your friend. How serious are they? And are, are there ever going to be any jealousy issues? Like if you outrank them or when you outrank them, because you know, you're going to go hard with your business, are they going to be okay with that? Do they want to see you do their best? Or are they going to try to hold your head underwater it depends on the comp plan right, right. it depends on the comp plan because there's lots of um competitors i probably shouldn't name names right um but one that is very similar in product wise to monate the second that you outrank somebody you take your entire team with you whereas our comp plan doesn't look like that okay so when i outranked my upline and friend jenny she was always my biggest cheerleader, always pushing me to be better because I'm not going anywhere. Right. Right. Versus the anxiety of what am I going to do if my now friend is doing better than me becomes more successful? How am I going to keep up? Like, that's not a problem with money. Right. right? So, you know, there's a little bit more to that question. My heart would say, My heart at the time would say to go with a friend, uh, but my business brain where I'm at now would say to go with somebody that you know is successful, that's going to lead by example, always show up, be consistent and give you, you know, the tools that you need to work with versus learning how to do it together, which is what I did. Right. And that can be tough, too. Now, knowing what I know now, um, I feel like I have a lot more to offer to somebody coming into my team than I obviously did when I first started, but. There's nothing there's nothing better than working with your friends. But if it goes sour, it goes sour fast. So that's a loaded question. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I, I think it is. And I also think, too, you can also look at it in the way of does your upline truly matter? Are you joining this business to have a boss, to have somebody tell you what to do and and be there for you to say, go post, go be consistent. Did you do this? Did you follow? Or are you joining the business because you want to be a true entrepreneur and you want to be your own business owner and you want to run the show. And if that's the case, then it doesn't really matter who you join because you're planning in your mind, you're going to be the leader of that business. So maybe you're planning to outshine either of them. So you know, so there's always that avenue as well. I know I thought it was a great question to just give people some thought, too, to think, yeah, right. Cause I've been looking at this, you know, person with 100,000 followers and I really want to join their team. But will they have the time for a little old you you know it's it and that's true that's a valid question to think if she's got thousands and thousands of people on her downline you'll probably just be put into an, a group with all those people to you know to listen in on you're not going to get maybe that one on one one on one yeah yeah that you would probably want your bestie yeah so i yeah. really like that question um what's your thoughts on somebody if they if they're feeling stuck, like you did say, you know, there's these peaks and valleys and you're kind of pulling yourself out. At what point would you, or not at what point, I guess, would you agree to somebody or would you strongly be against it? If somebody was opposed to wanting to rebuild their business, let's say they, you know, hit that director's level, they're successful, but their team is starting to fall off. And if they feel like they've maybe lost an entire leg and now they're building it up again, but then something new comes along. We call it like the shiny new object. Maybe it's a new network marketing. Maybe it's a new comp plan. And now they're looking, well, my team's already dead here. You know, I can't do anything more. But they know the success is there because they've gotten it. Do they stay? Do they build up? Or do they leave? Do they go and, and join that new business and try to do it all over again? What's your mm-hmm. kind of thoughts on that? And I see, so that. It, I see that a lot.
1: Would it shock you to know that I was just in that position? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you, personal, along with many of my clients, which is yeah. why I'm bringing it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my personal answer was not in a fucking million years. Okay. <laughs> because here's the deal: uh, do I think that the grass can be greener for some? Sure. Am I gonna chase a paycheck and a compensation plan versus products that pair with a compensation plan with a brand that I know works and that I genuinely believe in because I'm helping people? I would never jeopardize that. So when this recently happened to me, it was a hard no for me because I'm a fighter. I know what I have. I know what I'm sitting on, which is a cash for life ticket. I have one in my office. I've never scratched it. I know our products are the best of the best. And that's a big part of the business for me. The compensation plan we have is fantastic. Obviously there's more than 10 ways to earn, but when times get tough, do I think that the solution to the problem is to jump ship where there's a shiny new penny personally absolutely not because how am i going to take teammates and clients that i you know have built a relationship and trust with right because i see something new that might better benefit me it's not about me it's about how what we have here with it, which is all that i'm willing to work with right. is going to benefit them when everybody wins from the very bottom up it trickles up to me and if that's not your mindset as a leader and you're so willing To toss in the towel, you're really jeopardizing a lot of trust and integrity in your business, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's a great answer. I mean, I couldn't have answered it any better than that. I think that was amazing because it's very, very true. And I also feel that at the same time, people who feel that they're you know, they ready to, to, to go, they may not be at that, that leader level. And I think there's a big shift when you join a network marketing space from when you first join and you reach those first couple of ranks. I feel at that point, your mindset is all about me. I'm at that next rank. What else do I need to do? I need one more sale. I need a little bit more volume. Me, 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 me. And then once you hit a certain rank, maybe that's the middle point of the compensation plan. It's like you have this shift that goes from I no longer get the gratitude and and excitement over me. I'm getting it because my team is ranking up. Oh, she earned the car. Oh, she earned a trip. I could care less if I earned a trip. It's all about, about them. And it turns into that leadership role and with that leadership role, the paycheck comes right. But you have that shift of just being wanting to help and serve. And I think that's, what's made you so successful in such a short period of time.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's the best feeling in the world. Seeing somebody else in my downline you know, have a, have a nice paycheck that helps pay for their wedding. Okay. Or like Christmas time, they're not going in debt or gas and groceries right now aren't a problem because we get paid commission every Friday. It's, You know, my paycheck is my paycheck, and what I do with it, obviously, is my business. And I'm raising a daughter, and in a recession in my country right now. However, seeing other people in your downline or you know your best friends winning is what this is all about. That's what makes it so fun. How does it serve other people? You have to be a servant leader in this industry to be successful, and that has to be genuine because people can sniff that out a million miles away, and rightfully so. Thank goodness they can. Right. But I'd never jump ship. I, I love this brand. It's completely changed my life. I know that, you know, it's a little bit different for people coming in. Um, You know, they've got options, right? Like once you hit the, the, you know, if if you're a founder or a motor club member with money, it's, you know, you can't do more than one MLM if you want to call it that, but others can. But I would say, you know, be careful that it's not competing. Like if you're jumping to somewhere that also sells similar products then you should make a choice, we've got lots of girls on the team that sell Saint makeup or Norwex or whatever. And I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, But personally, I'd never, I'm not going anywhere. And I mean, I've just had it too good with this company. I've had it way too good. It's got a special piece of my heart, you know?
0: So, where does my audience find you? Where can they? I mean, you weren't on social media before, but you are. And you, allthingskeeks.com, is that what it
1: is? Yeah, that's my website. I also, I'm into Instagram now. I'm a big girl. So, I have Instagram. I don't have a ton of followers, um, but I show up every day. I share lots of my personal life and my stories. I love to make people laugh. And it's just, uh, Kirsten underscore Hoffman. You'll find me there. I'd love to meet some new people. Right.
0: This is amazing, Kirsten. And tell me also what motivates you? I always ask the question of what's behind your boom, because that's, you know, that's our, our whole podcast here is behind her boom and really trying to extract information from leaders and what has led you to there. So To to let people go today, what wakes you up every morning, you know, besides your daughter? (laughs) But what what gets you out of bed? What drives you? What motivates you? What makes you want to put your fancy pants on and just go and kick some ass?
1: I don't like waking up to alarm clocks. I don't like being stuck at a salary um, on a pyramid scheme that I couldn't change. So when I was making $27,000 a year uh, and less than a janitor with a university degree, I had a problem with that. I don't like asking for time off. I don't like someone telling me when I can or can't take vacation. And I like to make my own schedule. And uh, I don't like, I honestly just don't like anybody telling me what to do, period. Right. I'm a Leo. Any zodiacalist? Oh amazing. Okay. So that probably explains a lot, That's right? Probably why. Yeah. And so I love to feel free in control of my own life. And one thing that this industry has brought to my life has been the freedom to be my genuine self, not someone that says you curse too much on social media or you shouldn't make dirty jokes or you're not professional enough or whatever. That's just me. That's my personality. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And in this setting, it's, it's allowing me to flourish as a daughter, a friend, a mother, you know? Yeah. And totally be yourself. (laughs) 100% myself, my self-confidence is, is, you know, totally changed my self esteem. I give less fucks about lots of things. And it is the most freeing feeling to know that I can be successful just being myself and pouring my heart into what I'm doing. And I think that passion has a lot to do with success. They have to know that you're passionate about what you're talking about and it needs to be true. Yeah,
0: yeah, I totally agree. Gosh, Thank you so much, Kirsten. This was amazing. I hope this value and even just Kirsten dropping her story and sharing you know, the valleys and the peaks and the struggles and the commitment and where you need to go and the hustle and the drive and what you need to really truly build a sustainable business. She's not going anywhere. We're going to drop the details of how you can get in touch with Kirsten in the comments section. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Nothing but the best to just really go crush it. SED is in your marks.
1: Absolutely. And then I'm going to hit MDC, baby. I'm on my way already. And fucking right you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, Kirsten. Bye, everybody.